On behalf of DC Boxing Legends Podcast, we send our condolences to the Hinton family on the loss of legendary fighter Jamal Hinton. We would do a 10-count salute. How you doing, ladies and gentlemen? This is DC Boston Legends host Rashid Hammond. I have a special guest, Mr. Discombobulated Jones, ladies and gentlemen. And he's going to give his brief description of his encounters and how he interacted or what he would he remember about the legendary Jamal Hinton. We're ready to do it, so let's step to it. Very good afternoon, Brother Hammond. How are you doing? Doing great, brother. How about yourself? Oh, man, this was a tough one to hear about it uh, Friday as I did. You know, I've been praying for he you know, and his family. And, of course, uh, you know, he fought the good fight, but uh, he left us yesterday from what I understand. So going forward, we're definitely going to continue, you know, in his memory and the legacy. Uh, this young man, you know, <laughs> he was on the verge of superstardom when he walked away from the game. People don't realize that. He was 22-0 and 0 with 17 KOs, uh, having relocated here, going up to Detroit out of Crocs Gym under Emmanuel Stewart. And he was on TV like every other month, you know, not only a high skill set, but high IQ, charismatic, a kilowatt smile. And, you know, certainly he was taking care of business in the ring and TV loved him, man. And, you know, it's just a, a tragedy that we lost him. But he was one of the GOATs. Yes, get it man. twisted. You know, I'm sorry, I lost I, it. I say, how, how did you feel about? I mean, give me your take on him and his performance as a fighter, and your opinions. Would you rank him amongst? Well, you know, his ring name was the Body Snatcher. <laughs> and that's exactly what he did. He would break guys down. Right. You know, fundamentally sound. You know, fast, quick, and strong. Because he was a uh, a big super bantamweight. You know, 122 pounds, 126. But man, he was massive in the ring And he just looked like a, a, a man among boys And, uh, you know, he had it all You know, counter-punching ability And, you know, as I said, he never neglected the body He realized, you know, kill the body and head died Yes, indeed So he would break guys down and stop them quick Not too many of his fights went the distance As, uh, <laughs> as I said, 22 and over 17 KOs yeah, that explains everything right there. 
Well, thank you very much, brother, for coming in and on behalf of the Hinton family. I appreciate you, man, and the DC boxing legends. Uh, we will have I'll you definitely keep me posted on, uh, you know, arrangements going forward. But let me leave you with this, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. He was an icon ahead of his time, with more victories in life than defeats. His good days outweighed the bad, and when he walked away from the sport. He did it on his own terms. 22-0 with 17 KOs. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are, clap your hands where you stand, stomp your feet at your seat, use your voice of choice for one of the goats in the game, greatest of all time. Heaven has another fighter now from District Heights, Maryland, the former WBC Continental's America Super Bantamweight Champion, Jamal. The body snatcher, Hinton. Rest in peace, good brother. God bless. Ladies and gentlemen, the great discombobulated Jones, DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Okay. Hey, yeah. Um, yeah, my name's Sean Jackson. He's a boxer in Palm Park. Actually, I grew up in Palm Park. Um, so between 80, like 85 to like 90, um, I boxed at Sir Leonard's gym. And um, Coach Claude and Coach um, and Mr. Hennon was my coaches, along with Mr. Peoples. He, he, all three of those coaches were the main three. But um, Claude, Claude was my main coach, but Mr. Hennon was, you know, I would say they were, you know, almost uh, equal. So just my time there, I got a chance to really, you know, get to learn, um, well, uh, get to know boxes there. And Jamal was like, <coughs> Jamal, Jamal Hennon was like a, a big brother. I knew him as other brother for years. And, um, yeah, just, you know, we, we had some really good experiences. Uh, you know, I remember um, some, some, of his, some of his fights, some of his, uh, his biggest fights, like when he fought in the 88 Olympic trials, when he fought Kevin, um, I believe it was, um, what's the guy from the Army? I can't think of his name. But he fought him in the finals, and he lost, but I believe Jamal had beat him a couple of times in the national. And, um, but yeah, man, we used to have some good times. Um, of course, you know, Jamal had a whole lot more experience than me. I was bigger when I was younger, but he had a lot more experience. And I just remember, you know, even in the sparring session, how, um, you know, I just learned a lot just from working with Jamal. And, 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 and uh, you know, he was a very, just a very technical, technical boxer, but he was also, you know, he was a really good person. I mean, you know, we would joke like, you know, when we, when we finished working out, we used, to, we used to make jokes and stuff. You know, we talk about girls and talk about, um, you know, uh, he, he's always uh, joking me about bringing my girlfriend to the gym and me trying to show off, going on sparring sessions and, you know, and, um, you know, I got a chance to really, really um, know, know his, um, his family really well. And we, you know, we used to have a good time, but overall, Jamal was a great guy, man. I mean, I learned a lot from him, just not from boxing, but just in life. Um, you know, I, I remember when he first, when he first uh, turned pro, and he signed with Crump Jim, him and Kenneth White, uh, that that was, uh, uh, he, he was a good boxer too, but him and Kenneth White, they left Sugar Ray Leonard, well, they didn't even leave, but they had turned pro on the uh, Emmanuel Stewart in the Crump Gym. And I believe at that time, Overcard was one of the, one of the, um, up and coming young uh, fighters too that had signed and we was just so excited for Jamal and um, 
Yeah, but we we, we used to uh, man, we used to have a lot of fun at sitting in this gym. Um, uh, I mean, I seen Jamal get in there with some, you know, a lot of a lot of really good boxers, um, and, and, and you know, and sparring sessions and stuff, and really and do his thing. But outside the gym, man, I mean, we got a chance to hang out because <clears throat> we grew up. He grew up on Sugary Leonard. I grew up on Allendale, and you know, my mom was the the neighborhood candy lady. Everybody had knew my mother, and um, uh, the Hittons was always, you know, they was always good people. Um, another good friend of Jamal was uh, Keith Keith Austin, the box. Um, I believe Keith had an amateur record of like eighty nine and three or something like that. But um, him and Jamal just lived pretty much next door to each other, so they was they was really close growing up. He, him and Jamal was in the same age, in the same in the same grade. And um, yeah, man, we 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 used to have some fun in the gym. Um, you know, I'm a coach today, but I I attribute a lot of my my coaching uh, desire to his dad and to Claude and, and to Mr. People, and just from the things I learned from Jamal and from my time in Sugar and this gym. You know, uh, I'm here in Charlotte now, but I always, you know, uh, and in in the back of my mind, I always um try to bring that same intensity. And, and uh, the same spirit of boxing that you know I grew up in, um, and Paul walked out here to to the Charlotte area. And um, but overall, man, you know, um, I think the last time I spoke to Jamal was about six months ago. He had saw some of my videos on Facebook of me doing some network and some with kids, and he was like, "Jackson, man, you gotta, you know, when you when you work in the mix, you know." Uh, Make them really move their head. Don't just be, you know, throwing your hands out there and they and make them move a little bit. Because he said you got to simulate it like, you know, somebody really punching at you. And I thought I was doing that, but I went back. I looked at the tape. I looked at the video and I was like, he's right. So ever since he told me that, I made sure that when I work and miss with people, uh, you know, I really work on, you know, especially if I'm if I'm doing a mix, I wanted to really focus on not. Just, you know, uh, throwing a whole bunch of punches, but making it more realistic to the boxers so you can really help them with the offense and their defense. But that was, I think that was the last time I physically spoke to Jamal. And, 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 uh, you know, we used to chat, chat stuff on Facebook, stuff like that. But overall, man, Jamal was a great guy. That's why when I heard that he passed away, whether he was in that, he was in a car accident, man, I, I was really pulling for him because, you know, uh, I just know he was really into his family. He was really into, you know, not just boxing, but he 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 was just a very unique person that just loved people. So, you know, uh, my hat, my heart, uh, it goes out to to the um, Hinton family and also Palmer Park Boxing because he, the Hinton family, man, they actually bought silver gloves to the Washington D.C. region back in the early '80s, right before I started boxing. There was no silver gloves even in that area. Um, Mr. Hinton himself, um, I believe he bought the entire Silver Gloves program to Maryland. So, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Hinton family has a lot to do with the history of boxing in the, in the D.C. area, especially amateur boxing, but also with professional boxing. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, that's that's it. But you know, um, um. The Hinton family, again, they're, they're like family to me, older brother. Um, 
Lucius, uh, uh, his, you know, his real name is Vandelli, but we call him, we used to call him for Lucius. I think that's his, his middle name or something, but all of them are like family, man. And um, just uh, praying for that family to, to uh, pull through this. And, uh, you know, and, you know, we just got to keep uh, pushing forward. Ladies and gentlemen, DC Boxing Legends own Sean Jackson. A DC Boxing Legends, ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of DC's Boxing Legends, we are sending a tribute to DC's Boxing Legend known Jamal Hinton. And we have a special guest with us, one of our own DC Boxing Legend, Joey Van Danica. How's it going? Hey, Rashi, thank you, sir. And um, I'm doing well, thank you. How about you? Doing great, brother. Doing great, man. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you on. And I appreciate you uh, sharing your experiences with one of our own, brother. Absolutely. And and thank you. Honor and pleasure is all here. Um, gosh, uh, you know, Jamal, I am so saddened by uh, his passing. I mean, as uh, many of us know uh, in this community, you know, Jamal has maintained a, um, a, a pretty large um, presence on social media and and. You know, uh, he recently just invited me to his uh, push-up challenge, and I just—he's such a calm spirit. Just as I, I saw somebody comment on this, uh, you know, such a serene soul. And I, I first knew Jamal when I was a young amateur, and, and he was professional at the time. And gosh, I mean, you know, he used to, you know, just give me little tips here and there, and, and you know, he was such a calm person even back then. And then. In the ring, I mean, he really just turned it on. I mean, he was a different guy, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I was really close with um, Mr. Hinton, you know, his father, and you know, he trained me for for many years. Um, actually, I even had my my um, my final professional belt. Uh, Mr. Hinton was was in my corner, and uh, just really taught me a lot about the fundamentals of life, uh, not just uh, life inside the boxing ring, but also life outside of the boxing ring. Um, so I'm just um, yeah, really, um, uh, you know, as, as, as we all are, just sad to see one of our own, um, you know, pass to this, uh, you know, this tragic car accident and, um, you know, really uh, just, um, you know, praying and, and for, for, for Jamal and uh, his family, Mr. Hinton, and for, um, you know, everybody uh, he's touched. It's been a lot of people. Ladies and gentlemen, legendary Joey Van Danica, DC Boxing Legends Podcast. DC Boxing Legends Podcast, man. We have another special guest, man. Uh, this brother, you've seen him on the Martin Show, but it's, it's bigger than that, you know. He, he was a former fighter from, from the area, from the DC area. Ladies and gentlemen, we got Kenneth Watt on the Martin Show, known as Kenji. Kenji, <laughs> what's up, man? How you feeling, how's brother? Man, it's good, man. You know, always good to talk to my DC people. You know how it is. Man. Yes, I indeed, came out here brother. Try to try to better myself. You know, God bless. Yeah, you're you know, doing an excellent stuff, job, you know, man. man. You're doing yeah, an excellent job. Trying to do the right thing, man. you know. So, um, show people it can happen. Yes, indeed. So, what we're doing today is we're giving a tribute to the late Jamal Hinton. Uh, please yeah, uh, give was... your your history and and how you know. 
you and him came up together in the boxing game and, and explain it. Yeah, to we the came team. up. I'm explaining. Okay, yeah. Um, Jamal, man, he's like he's like a little brother. It's like it was me, my brother Larry, or my he's like and, and his um, brother, you know, Fluches, right? Was, yeah, you know, yeah, I know him. Right? Yeah, I know him. Yes, yeah, it's all of me, Martin, all of us. You know, Jamal was like the youngest, and we used to be hitting. We was like playing, man. Stop playing! But he's a little kid, and then all of a sudden, when he just something turned on, he just became. He just because we ain't realized he was learning more than he thought, right? And all of a sudden, that boy just came to a little beast. He's like, "What the hell, little Jamal turned into?" Oh man, that, that was that was that was something else. He, he came, man, one of the best, man. So, you, know, so, you know, you ain't expected that. He's like, man, come on, man. Yes, so, indeed. Yes, playing indeed. around all the time, but he got serious. It was, it, was some, it was some good shit, man. So y'all two both turned pro together and yeah, went we to Crunk? Yeah, we turned pro. His father, his father, Mr. And you and went to Crunk. Yep. Okay. That's amazing, man. See, a lot Same of people... Time. I'm going to send you a picture. I'm going to send you a picture. Please send me a picture, brother. Man, Please, Jamal, do, man. Father, we turned pro. We got Crunk, Jim on. Um, you know, Crunk, uh, Boston, Crunk on. Yes, indeed, man, man. I'm going to send it to you, man. You Please do, man. Nice. I, I was playing because I was just to tell him, I was just talking about them all like a week ago. Okay. You know, just about there, man. But it, was, it was just crazy when he just retired and we was like, huh? Yeah. He, he was 22 and old. He had a belt. Right. And he just retired and I don't know why he retired. My father was saying, you know, he just, I don't know, he just ain't one box no more. Yeah, he had a special and I was like, man, him. that boy is talented, man. Yes, he you know how you just see somebody, he was talented, man. He was dedicated. He dedicated. He was dedicated. You know, Jamal is a good guy. Man. He's yes, always indeed, like man. humble. You know, I did. Yep. The spirit is always good. He ain't trying to, you know. So yeah, that's uh, that's 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 a big loss, man. That really hurt me for real. I was just thinking about. It. I was just talking about. It. So I always got on my Instagram page. I got me and him return pro and his father. Like that's the picture I'm gonna send you. Okay. Yeah. So how, how did Martin take it, man? Oh, he took that so much. He's like, oh, man, for real? Oh, man. Yeah, because we always talk about, you know, all of that. Because his father, his auntie's always calling me. And he ain't calling me like that. Yeah, man. I was worried. I tried to call his phone. It didn't, didn't work. He's always going to check on me. You know what I'm saying? I always tell everybody, man. When I came out here with my skills, one of them was like, where you got all that shit from? I said, man, D.C., Mr. Hint told me all this shit. Yes, indeed, man. Yeah, yeah. I had- I had met Martin through uh, Mr. Hint when Martin came back to town. Yeah, you been doing young. We did Golden Gloves. Yes, indeed. I Golden remember y'all Love, coming through. Mom, my brother, Martin. Yeah. Martin was in Golden Glove with us. See, a lot of people don't know Martin the box. I know. A lot of people, they see him on the show. And they be like, oh, man, look like he got, he know a little. I said, nah, he fought in Golden Glove. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Uh, he, he's serious. You know what I'm saying? We always, man, we always see that he beat my brother Larry when they was young. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we always see the number of probably like, you know, hear Martin that way. But we always be joking about that, man. So I said, man, I'm I'm just hurting Jamal, man. So what if this was an accident? He had a car accident? Or? Yeah, yeah, from what I was told he had a car accident. Um I'ma reach out. You remember wow. Claude Bogus? Yeah, yeah, I know Claude. Claude for real. Yeah, oh yeah. man, today's all you taking me back. I mean, Claude, how you doing, man? You talking to Claude? I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna give Claude a call in a few minutes, man. Cause uh, oh man, you gotta tell him. You gotta get on, man. We can't miss the phone call. <laughs> oh man, I want to talk to Claude, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, I'm gonna I'm give you his number when we get off, man. Yeah, tell sure. me, yeah. You, when you talk to him, tell him I said, "What's up? Give me his number, man." That, I will do, man. That, that is that is great. But, but what they? Oh, 
Basically, we everybody's going through Claude finding out everything, man. That's how okay, uh, Claude, we okay. getting everything through Claude. Yeah. So where's Claude? Is he still in? Was he still working in Palmer Park? Uh, I I don't or? think he's in the gym. I haven't seen. Yeah, I don't, the last time I went years ago, I was down there, and I don't think nobody was really there. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it's a, it's a new squad now, and I think and it's closed yeah, now. Right, yeah, yeah, huh? It's closed now because of COVID. Because it's oh, yeah, oh, they, they closed yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Crazy. So you don't ask anything else, man. I can tell you everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Explain, uh, you know, just what you what 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 memorable moment that you notice remember from Jamal in the in the amateur days that you remember. I told you, we just bad. We just did. We just was amazed what what he became. You know what I'm saying? Right. And we just never thought. I was like, man, this boy also. You know, he used to be um pollution. His brother was, you know, yeah, like you know a lot of little national champ and all that. Uh huh. But Jamal, Jamal took it to a different level, man. And he was just dedicated. He trained hard. So I was like, man, that little dude, I knew. I said, he's going to be a champ. Okay, but nobody said Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you man. know, you see that. He, he had, had that it. He had and it. Gold, yeah, yeah, that it. You yeah. just seen that boy in Golden Gloves, National, all that. We was getting there. We was like, oh, man. He, he was, he, he was uh, something special. Explain to the started. people who you were and, and about you, with, with, with how your career ended up so they can get an idea of who you are. Oh, well, my career, like, I was, like, you know, in D.C., I was, like, what, 11 and 0? Then I, they were fight last night, I was, like, 11 and 1. Then I, I moved out here in March, you know. March was, like, man, you come out here, man. I always tell people, I was, like, uh, I was, like, you know what, sure, because Goose and them, they 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 wanted me. When they came, when I came out here, they really was on me. And then I, I had one fight with the Big Bear. We trained up there, and I had one fight. And I came down and just smashed these dudes, and they wanted to sign me. And then March was, like, uh... We was gonna go back on Big Bad. Morton's like, all right, all right, let's just go hang out before you go. Cause I go to Big Bad be a month. Right. And then we went to a club, and then we got in a car accident, man. And I had had to go to the hospital. I dislocated my shoulder, cracked my rib, all that. You know, my dad was my killer. My dad right. would set up all my power. And so I was like, man, I kept trying to come back. You know, like they think you come back with you. Know, she snapped me a jab. That's a whole different thing. Yes, indeed. Little old yes, indeed. In that therapy. And it just, I was just got frustrated, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, but Martin was just like, man, just, just, you know, come to the set, man. Just, you know, be just, you know, just come here and be with me, be my sister, you know what I'm saying? But he knew I wasn't, so I just, I was in there, I was just, I used to just go there in the right room, editing room, right, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I was just learning everything, because when I ain't gonna lie, when it first happened to me, I was mad at God. Wow. So I was like, God, come on, man. You know I came out here to do this. I came right. out here to do this, but. I always tell everybody. I think it was it was a it was a it was a size and it was a it was a blessing because I uh, I know a lot of all these all these buddies is mine like James Tony all these all my buddies you know right. Ball, all them people right. I came up with and you know and I see sometimes what it becomes you know what I'm saying sometimes it do a little do a damage to the brain a little bit yeah and so that's why I was like God must have had something like bigger for me He did because. I became that became like you know acting on the show. I was social producer. I wrote two episodes. You know what I'm saying, wow. and now I you know it helped me learn. So now I, you know I got a radio show. Number one, I executive producer for three years. Number wow. one show. And, you know you know I worked on other theater uh, play out here, and you know I worked on all more movies, mostly all of them. Yeah, I like, see your name on all, all of them, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I did that. That's what I'm saying. So it's blessing in the sky. So now I kind of focus you know on myself, and I was just. You know, I wrote a couple of things, and we, we really make it happen. 
Yes, I'm indeed, saying? man. So, I'm, it's, it's like, there was a blessing in disguise. I was mad at God, but now I guess God said, hold up, man. I'm going to give you a little more. I know you don't understand right now, but you know, I, I understand now, you know. I got I made a good life for my kids. So, that was good. You know? And that kin, that kin. I'll tell everybody, that's funny, because God would tell me to write. So, when I left, like DC, I yeah. knew they was gonna try. They just pulled me over for nothing. I always work for the state department, and I used to fight. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. then I went to the court. When I went to court, when they said this man, they said, "Nah, judge it all." So they said they called something. They said, "Nah, this is a good whack." And yeah. I looked. I said, "You know what? Yeah, it's time for me to get, get out of the body." Thank you, man. I called. I called Martin. I said, "Look, man," he said, "For real? You want to do?" It? I said, "Yeah, man, we do it." I just know. And like and like a month later, both of my brothers got locked up for eight years. Wow! So I'm like, hey, I got a couple of things, man. Wow! So you know, it's, it's all good, man. That's uh, yeah, man. That that, 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 that Kenji crew, you know, man. Make it. Yep, Kenji. That, that's the most. That, that's man, that's hilarious. Me recognized. I was like, man, it, hey. we was when we was making Martin show. We was making a classic, but we didn't realize. You know, man. we was just some young people from DC just. We just having fun. Right. And we didn't realize what we was making. Though. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just on a set. We just having fun, coming up, create. You know, all them characters really come from our neighborhood. Yeah, the most definitely. They, they all that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. You know, remember yeah. this guy used to walk around like, you know, karate. Yeah, and always yeah. Somebody Every last that. character, so man. We kind of got all the characters. Nobody knows those little boys. Yeah, all, the all of them from the early, man. So everybody knew that. So yes, yeah. indeed, man. Yeah, so that's it. It's it, like that. We just rolling, man. You want like to say Martin doing good right now. You know, man, Martin doing his thing, man. Martin doing his thing. Yeah, thing. he's doing good. You know, tell tell know, him I said what's Everybody up, man. Slow down and stuff. I will, man. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm good to see what you're doing, man. I'm going to follow your Instagram. I was like, okay. I appreciate okay, you, man. Saying, appreciate you ain't saying nothing about me. Oh, no, no. You out there now. You trust me. Trust me. I don't know. I put for a title, but. You going to be out there now, man. When I was I was broken up, I took a title. When I was working on the Martin show, it's just I knew I got my skill wise. Yeah. A guy, I'm gonna tell you a guy in England, right? His name was Mark Prince. I fought for a time. I beat the shit out of him. We went 12 rounds, and I got to know it a week. And wow. I went all over London and went 12 rounds. That's why, you know, I manage fighters now. Okay, I and see I get you. So mad. I get so mad. Because I'm like, how you get tired in four or five rounds? I, right. To me, that's just warming me. I only care if I've been off the seat. I'm exactly. So relaxed and smooth. I'm like, I don't get these young boys now, man. It's yeah, man. Because they taking. Some stuff that I'm like, man, I don't even know what y'all be taking, man. I hope we had natural, exactly, natural, you know, natural energy. stuff, exactly, so, uh, energy. You know what I'm saying? They right. be taking this stuff and get tired, right? All them trying to get strong. That's yep. why the skills is gone away from boxing. All of them like you know have all those that's personal right. trainers and yeah. all that. We ain't have none. Exactly. Of that, all that little. Yeah, yeah. Fancy. Nah, man, that shit ain't working. <laughs> nah, you know that, man. Man. <laughs> that ain't working when you boxing. They can do all that showing off on that bitch. Show like, up, man. Like, hey, man. <laughs> hey, hey, shit, you just worked on it. It ain't gonna work in there. Exactly. Yeah, real shit, man. Exactly. Yeah, but I'm gonna have fun out here. Everybody, you know, love my training skills. So, like I said, it's a blessing. I'm working a lot. I even start. People get mad. I even start telling people, hey, man, I ain't even got time no more because. Right. They want me to be there all day. All day, I, mean, I feel you. I'm busy, man. It's, it's a blessing that everybody wants me to train them. I'm like, ah. Nah, can't take on too much, it. man. The radio show exactly. and all that. Exactly. Man. So it's just, but it's, it's, it's a good thing, man. So anything. Like, I hope you keep in touch, man. Anytime you want to talk, man. Any, I'm yeah, I'm going to hit you up. too, man. But no, I'm, I'll be yeah, over there in Cali next week. I'll be seeing on that. Nah, man, we ain't right forget you, on, man. man. I, I've been looking for I, pictures, I man. I'm gonna make a better, better place for myself, man. Like, send me some you pictures, know, I, man. 
Send me yeah, some I'm pics. Yeah, I'm going to send some pics of me and Jamal. Send me all your pics, man. I'm going to put you out there. Okay, Everybody going to know man. now, man. They going to know this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Kenji, Kenji from represent DC, man. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I get, seen get, him fighting, but I, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing, man. I appreciate I like it, man. I was like, man, that's like I appreciate it, man. And tell okay, Martin, man, he man. welcome too to come on the show as well, because a lot of people don't know he boxed too, man. I know that's that's funny. People do not know, but they look in the morning. They like, look like you know how you when you see somebody, you, you like, can tell. Oh, you know yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Say, he know a little something. Yeah. So you know from where we from, I get I like saying I can see somebody. They do one little thing. I be like, oh yeah, he, he need a lot to learn. Yes, so indeed. Like, okay, yeah, he yeah. know a little something. You know who know it, real quick. Just yeah. yeah. you can look real quick. Like yeah, you know exactly. Only reason why I knew because because of Mr. Hinton. That's how I knew he really did it. So you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you ain't even know. That's what I'm saying. People ain't really know. Yeah. See, other people didn't like, know. See. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he, he did it from Golden Glove. He'll do his little training. Try to keep it up. So you want to yeah. give any shout outs to like the Hinton family or anybody, man? You yeah, man. Time I'll give a shout out to um, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Hinton, man. That's my man. I love him. He told me everything, man. Told me all everything, man. He was like like a father figure too to me, man. He was always good, you know. And you know, Felucia's man, I'm just I'm just uh my condolence to I know your brother, man. Your family, man, like you know, they like saying they was family, man. Like you say, I from from day one, you know what I'm saying? I knew Jamal's like little kid, him and Felucia, so Mr. Hemp, like you saying, he was like a second father, he's always, you know. Yes, indeed. Like saying, he he used to talk. He used to still call me. He still in touch for a year. That's why I'm like, I'm a little upset. Yeah, I want to find out if Claude and find out for him too if he's okay. I want to talk to him because he used to talk to me all the time. So I'm, I'm just worried about him because he used to always call me. Yeah, the last time I called him, the phone wasn't working right. So okay, okay. So I just want to get shout out my condolences, man, to them, man. So I, yeah. Uh, man, yeah, his family, man. Ladies and gentlemen. That's DC boxing legend Kenneth Watt, known Thank on you, the man. Martin Show as Kenji. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate, Appreciate you, it. DC boxing legends podcast. We have a special guest, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the great Brian Crum. How's it going, brother? Uh, just taking it easy. How you doing, man? Doing great, man. Uh, this is a tribute to the late Jamal Hinton, one of our own. Um, Brian was was also a member of that of that uh, team uh, with the um, Mr. Hinton's crew. Uh, uh, Brian, please uh, give a brief and, uh, and and tell some of your great moments that you had with the legend Jamal Hinton. Okay, uh, <clears throat> I, 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 I was thinking about it. I, I'll get some of the uh, two 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 of them, two or three of them uh, with Jamal. Uh, I want to say a lot of people know. I was a late bloomer in boxing. I came in uh, after karate. And uh, Jamal took me under his wing uh, even before his dad started working with me. Uh, with Jamal, oh man, 91. I'm getting ready to go to, I uh, had two fights in the Golden Gloves. I won runner up in the novice division. And I was on my way to uh, the Black Expo. Uh, down the same year Mike Tyson got in trouble in 91. So uh, Jamal, he tell me, come on, we're going to go running. So we go over to Greenbelt Park. I think I put this one on Facebook. And uh, we go to Greenbelt Park, and uh, we, we, I don't know if any of the boxers still go over there, right? but it's a, it's a huge key. 
And uh, I'm in shape. I think I can hang with uh, Jamal. And man, after we stretched, we started running. So he tell me, you know, just go all the way around, see get to the stop sign, make a left, come back. So I'm like, man, this little dude, you know, because I was about 147 pounds. He's like 120-something. I'm like, man, I'm right with him. I turn and spit to my left. When I look, I saw Crump Jim hit the heel, and that was it. <laughs> I ain't seen him no more until I came back. Now, the run took me about 50 minutes, a little over 50 minutes to do. Wow. He ran it in 30 minutes flat. Wow. You know, he had been running it for years. He ran in 30 minutes flat. He had stretched and all that. So when I got finished, he he trying to laugh. You know, Jamal, he, don't, he ain't laughing too much. Right, right. He dying laughing, man. I'm struggling, man. Them hills, you just got to go to Greenville Park. Right. I'll take anybody over. They never went and let them run the course with me because okay. I do it now. But it's under construction. I don't know if they finished yet. But uh, so we finished at, at the park. I'm thinking we done, man. My legs. If you never ran like that, your legs hurt. Right. He said, oh, we got to go to the gym. So we go down Ray's gym. His dad, Mr. Henry, open up the door. Then he go and get coffee. Jamal, he get on the bag. He he does like an hour. He had me saddlebox for an hour. Wow. He does, he goes on the heavy bag. He hit the heavy bag for an hour doing the same thing. A jab, left jab. He stepped through a right body, stepped to his right, through a right body shot. And then he threw two left hooks. The first one just touched. The second one had some speed on it. He did that for an hour. He didn't do nothing else. Wow. So I'm thinking when the hour up, Mr. Hinton come back with his coffee. He like, all right, fellas, uh, go get changed. We're getting ready to go. I'm like, go with now again. My leg's still killing me. <laughs> Mr. Hinton took us down to Lawton. You know, when they used to be the penitentiary. Yeah. He take us down there, and then we spawn. You know, we spawn, you know, a few of the inmates. And Jamal working, man, my leg's killing me, but I'm like, I ain't, you know, I ain't going to show it down there. Right. Jamal working like it ain't nothing. <laughs> he worked like it wasn't nothing. I'm like, man, I'm over here dying. You know, wow. just working with these dudes from, from, from doing that run over right. at uh, Greenbelt Park. And uh, so, you know, that was just one just on on his conditioning. Now, the second one is a funny one. Uh, I didn't know Jamal did push-ups upside down, so I'm going to start with that. He used to do his push-ups upside down. Okay. Uh, and uh, 92 Golden Gloves, uh, which is my third fight. I, I beat, now it was my fourth fight, because my third fight that I ever had, I beat uh, Muhammad Duclay. Okay who was the top dog in the welterweight division, open division. I beat Muhammad Duclay. My next fight in the championship round, I fought my, uh, Nathaniel Lincoln. He stopped me in the first round. He did what he's supposed to, you know. Mm-hmm. He did what he's supposed to, take my hat off to him. Jamal was there. Jamal was like, don't worry about it. You know, he pretty much told me what I said. So, uh, again, that following Monday, I come into jail. You know, I don't know what's going on. I train. So Jamal would tell me, he was like, don't do no push-ups down. He was like, come upstairs, do your push-ups. So I was like, all right. So when I got finished training behind him, he had me by about eight, ten minutes. So I go up the side. I don't know if anybody ever been in Ray Leonard's gym, but when you go up the steps, you make a right. Well, to the left, it used to be a universal weight machine. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And mirrors. 
to the right, you go down the hall, it's a bathroom to, in front of you and to the right. And then uh, to the left is like a, uh, another little living room. Andrew Maynard, well, Sugar Leonard, Andrew Maynard, Jamal, and myself had lockers up there. Okay. Right? So uh, Andrew was still downstairs. He just got to the gym. So I go up the steps and I come down the hallway. I hear all this moaning and groaning. Right? Yeah. It, it's quiet. You just hear moaning, uh, you know, all this moaning and groaning. <laughs> right. Right? So, uh, I leave my stuff. I go downstairs. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I know him don't like like his fight is messing with no girls when a fight right, comes right. up, right? <laughs> so, uh, so you know, I, I just hear this moaning growing. I'm dying laughing, right? Right. So I go back. I leave my stuff upstairs, and uh, I go back downstairs, and uh, I give it a few seconds. So I come back up the steps. You know, I close the bathroom door in the hallway. I slam it real hard. Let them know I'm coming. But I still hear this moaning. I'm like, right. I check the door in the back. It's the chain on the door, so I know ain't no female slip in. Right. And we know ain't no female come in through the front door. Right. So I'm like, man, I hope dude ain't doing what I think he's doing in here, right? Because <laughs> you know he had the showers up there and all that stuff, right? Right, right. So I'm, you know, I'm dying laughing. He moaning like a crazy. I go in there. He doing handstand push-up. Yeah. <laughs> But he but he was moaning and groaning. I mean, he did a bunch of... Okay. So I was like, he was like, this is what she doing. I'm like, I can do everything, but I ain't doing all that moaning and groaning. <laughs> and I'm like, man, you don't... I'm like, Jamal, you don't know what it sounded like. <laughs> he was like, man, I did about a hundred of these. I'm like, I don't care. All I know is all that moaning and groaning. You know, all that moaning and groaning upstairs is quiet, you know. You know, so, you know, we laughed on that. And then... uh the last one, I was, I was thinking about that this morning. Now, the last one, uh, just before he stopped boxing, uh, about a couple of weeks before he stopped boxing, because I think he was getting ready for Michael Carbohol. I want to say he was getting ready for Michael Carbohol or the fight before Michael Carbohol, before he went to, uh, well, he didn't fight Michael Carbohol in his discussion. Okay. And his discussion is going on. But uh, it was somewhere in that area. And, uh, him and I was getting ready to spar, and some guy came in the gym, claimed he 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 did some time somewhere down in Virginia or something. You know, was from the area. He boxed while he was locked up and all this stuff. And uh, he told Mister Hinton he didn't think nobody in the gym could handle him and all this stuff. Right. So Mister Hinton was like, "Okay," and he just put Vaseline on my gloves. Okay. And uh, Mister Hinton was like, "Nah." He was like, nah, the guy just kept talking, kept talking. And he was like, nah. He was like, how much you weigh? So the guy, I think he weighed like 130-something. Okay. So Mr. him was like, I got him from 122 to 147. Dude looked at me and said, I'll take the 122. Now, I'm fighting 147, but Jamal was 122, but he was real cut up. Right. If you ain't know. So if you ain't no boxing, like you claim, you'll think he was the welterweight, right? Right, right. So I just started laughing. I'm like, you know, because Mr. Hammond was like, son, this serious business. He said, I don't preach this, but whichever one, it would be, he was like, Jamal, no. He's like, if you work with him, get him out of here. You know, he, you know, he was like, get his aid, you know what, out of it. Right, right. Right? So the guy was like, yeah, I work with that 122, one, you know, the 120 pounder. Jamal stepped in. 
Jamal threw one punch. A left, a body shot. Oh yeah, he the body shot. He sunk a body shot. <laughs> Dude spit his mouthpiece out. Took his teeth, started uh, taking the hand out of the tape off his gloves, and went in the bathroom and stayed in there for the longest on the toilet. <laughs> Came out and left. He had nothing. and I mean, I'm just. I mean, I'm, I mean, I understand that body shot because the more man, he yeah, could crack. He could crack. You know, yeah. he could crack. And uh, you know, we we gonna miss one. You know, uh, like I said, last time I talked to Mo, uh, Jamal before this, he had stopped boxing, and I talked to him a month after that over at Dodge uh, Plaza. Okay. Cause he had heard I lost to um, Man Man. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he was like, you know, don't worry about it and all this stuff. And uh, he showed me some stuff and you know to do, and I did it. And then when I fought Man Man again, I give all the credit. Although Mister Hinton, the pops, you know, was my trainer, but I give all my credit to uh, to Jamal because I stopped Man Man with body shots. I remember that fight. You know, he did a, a Roberto Duran number. With Ray Lenny, he quit. He was like, he, man, get me out of here. He told Sam Gary, get me out of here. I remember that. You know? And uh, when I came, man, I gave Jamal, I ain't never hugged a dude like that, but I gave Jamal the, like, the biggest hug in the world. And I was like, in those exercises he had, he doing specials up, down, upside down push ups. Mm. So I hope he ain't mad I'm giving his secrets away. <laughs> but, you know, but so those ups, like, he's doing push ups upside down. Wow. And uh, he also taught me. Hitting the bag, how to hit the bag, okay. and a lot of people, you know, they don't agree with it, but it worked for me. He would hit the bag, and it would only jump up and down. That's it didn't swing. To do. That's what we're, it, that's it, it. You know, it didn't swing. Only time the bag moved when he hit it is when he pushed it. Right. That's how but supposed to normally be. the bag sits still. He hit it, and it, it just go up okay. and down. That's right. You know, you can just watch. It, it just, go, I mean, literally go up and down. So, you know, he showed me how to hit the bag and I saw a video yesterday. I, I guess he posted it uh, not too long ago. I think it was a couple of years ago, but I think he had just posted it like week before last or something mm-hmm. where he was hitting the bag and you could see it swinging and all of a sudden it started coming back to him. And that bag did not move. You could tell he was nailing it. You know? And... Uh, you know, he had a lot of, lot, of, lot of wisdom with him, man. And a gentle giant, although yes. he was a small dude. Yes, indeed. I'd say he was a gentle giant, man. You know, I couldn't find nobody to say nothing bad about him. Not at all. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Brian Crump, DC Boxing Legends Podcast. DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Today's, we're doing a tribute to the late great Jamal Hinton, uh, we it was only right to close this out with with my partner, uh, brother Ray Massey. We're gonna close this thing out real good, and we're just gonna reflect on our experiences with uh, Jamal Hinton and how you know he contributed to our um, development as fighters. Um, I can remember in in. 1994, 93, 92, Mr. Hinton always referenced his son uh, about how, you know, how he used to 
teach him certain things and he used to install that same information into my father to add for us. Um, Jamal is definitely in my eyes a legend. He was a legend when I was boxing as a kid. So, you know, a lot of the younger fighters really don't know him, but they may have saw him. But this guy was a phenomenal fighter. He was just and a phenomenal man. And, and, and a very humble, meek, you know, very humble and very um, just 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 had a peaceful demeanor, you know. Me and Ray was talking earlier, and 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 in my opinion, it's two fighters that I consider the most humble, gentle giants that are small guys, but big in heart, you know. Um, Lamont Peterson. And Jamal Hinton, in my opinion, the two two most humble fighters I've ever met in my life. Yeah. Well, how how you feel about that, Ray? I mean, no, uh, that's a, that's a true statement. That's a, that's, a, that's a couple others, but like I said, when I when you look at um, it was funny that how we referenced it. How you know, uh, right? To give you some context, you know, uh, brother brother Jamal, man. He, he, when I first met him, man, it was like I know him forever. Man wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> he yes, was giving indeed. me all yes, kinds of uh, advice because um, I was telling him about an issue I was having, you know, uh, sleeping. Um, just to give you an idea, just the type of brother he was. I mean, he had no problem sharing knowledge and things that he knew um, that worked. Um, uh, again, all fighters, you know, we're very stubborn uh, when it comes to our health, so. Um, we believe that we are masters of our own body, you know, and our body is a temple. And we know how to get it in a certain condition. And yes, uh, very, uh, he was, he was, he was very keen, uh, in that area. Um, so, you know, again, he, he gave me a, a lot of, uh, recommendations. Um, he would inbox me like crazy telling me, Hey, Ray, you did it. Did you do it? Tell me how it how it went. You know, I just thought that was dope, man. I, I really did because I heard so many stories about him, but it's, it was nothing. It paled in comparison when it comes to, uh, you know, meeting him in, in, in person, as Rashid just alluded to. You know, him, like I said, I, I put I, the top two, I would probably put him and, um, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, Lamar Peterson in the same category because. You would never know they were fighters if you met them on the street. Um, they're, they're so humble, so soft-spoken um, that, you know, one would easily mistake them <laughs> mistake them for not being killers. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, these guys are some dogs. I mean, yes, uh, indeed. last person you want to uh, run up on uh, and exchange uh, hands with... Um, but uh, like I said, it's just a testament to um, how controlled fighters are. Um, yep. And like I said, brother, brother Jamal, man, it was it was a devastating news when I heard about it. Um, I, I literally, I was speechless. I sat down for a minute. And I was just staring at the wall. I was like, you really, you really never know when your last day will be. So you, you have to live your days to the fullest. Um, I'm I'm thankful and grateful that you know I had an opportunity like to to meet this man and you know and share thoughts and 
just it was just a dope experience. Yes, indeed, man. We had a. I remember when we we were at um, what was that Rosecroft together, and and we just talked for hours. You know, just me, you, him, Hakeem, Ernesto. We had some wonderful conversations with with the brother, man. He um, he definitely had a a, a electrifying smile. Um, he also just had a positive frequency, man. When you know. You know, he kind of remind me of like an old kung fu master. <laughs> yeah, he got around him. You know, like he had that 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 type of energy, like a kung fu master. And and I've heard so many great stories about him. So when when I finally got to meet him, and I, I remember him younger, but he would come through. He was always in Detroit and, and, and between Detroit and DC. So, but when he came to it, the fights and stuff, he was like a god figure to me and Hakeem. Because his father always kept him on a, you know, higher status when he talked about him. And just, but this is how I used to train my son, uh, you know, telling my father. And my father would take some of those pointers and he would use them, you know. And that's the type of man my father was. So he took those pointers from Mr. Hinton and he added them to our resume. And, and, and I definitely thank his father for sharing uh, those pointers and... And when Jamal would come around, he had that same energy as his father with teaching and trying to, and you know, he was the type of person that you got around him, you left with something. He was an asset to be around, you know? And and that was the was wonderful qualities about this brother, man. He's truly going to be missed, man. And, and, and it was a great gift to us as, as fighters, as human beings, as... Uh, you know, he came to my boot camp at one of my training sessions with my class. Spoke to the class, and 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 you know, he 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 all he he referenced a lot of boxing techniques for the group, and they it health. You know, he talked about health, and and he, and he, he all he did was basically reinforce a lot of the stuff that I was teaching. Uh, the class already, but I wanted to hear from someone that t- that did it on a higher level than I did to let them know that this is a universal, uh, you know, a philosophy. Boxing, we have a universal philosophy, no matter the level. And, and he just reinforced it, man. And I truly appreciate it, man. I called him a day before to come to the class and he was there, you know. So that tell you, you know, the the type of brother he was you know he, he loved to teach and motivate you know? yeah yeah he had a you know he had a very like a radiant energy with him you know when you when you got around him it was just like oh, why this dude so damn positive <laughs> right right you right know? that's how you oh, feel yes, that yes. positive, right? exactly <laughs> yeah in a, in, a, in a way you know I'm almost jealous that you know that I haven't made it there yet and but but you know he, he always reassured me, you know, you just have to have patience and you have to be, you know, dedicated in everything you do um, in order to reach that 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 level. You know, everything is balanced. And, and to me, he 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 epitomized, you know, that, that balance. Um, extremely grateful, like I said, to just to be around a cat like him and, 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 and also to hear stories from some of his colleagues, man. Like I said, um, you know, Hopefully we we keep his memory alive, and because that's really the that's really the principles that that we kind of 
and guidelines that we follow on uh, DC Boxing Legends, you know, we wanna we wanna give folks their flowers while they're alive, uh, you know, and, and and make sure everybody, you know, is aware of you know of the of the the the, the golden era of, of boxing that was here and still radiates through the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. You know, you have a lot of champs out here. You have a lot of just good people, good-hearted people, and a lot of stories that were just untold. This is an untapped energy, and so we really have to want to make sure everybody is aware of this. Um, again, I'm, uh, hopefully uh, uh, next week we'll have uh, brother uh, Terrence, Terrence Brooks. Um, he, he had a, a testimony on uh, Jamal Hinton. Uh, he faced him in, in the ring, which is an honor for any fighter. Uh, to face yes, to face another fighter in the ring, you know, I'm sure, you know, Rashid can attest to that. I, I don't know, I, I, if, if, if Rashid was candy, I, I have diabetes because I think I fought Rashid <laughs> so many, so many times. <laughs> I, I don't indeed, care to man. remember. I only have half the memories. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's, but again, that you know, that that exchange of uh, energy, blood, sweat, tears, and in in a, in a, in a, um, in a square circle, that's a bond. And that's a bond that only few can have. So that's right. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I'm just very appreciative of his of his time. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Jamal Hinton. We love you, brother. We're gonna miss you. DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Peace. <laughs> I won it in 1990, at the end of, at the end of 1998. Manny Stewart made my father promise that uh, I would have a belt. If I signed with him, I would have a belt within 12 months. But I had to do my part. So he got a, he got me a, a shot at, the, um, at this title in 12 months. And I won it. If you watch the, uh, if you go on YouTube and pull up my name, you see the, you actually see the bout. It's a, tw- it's a 11 round, it's a 11 round match. And, um, that was when I was, um, that was when I was, uh, vicious. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's when I was vicious. Um, so you can see I enjoyed it. You can see in my, you can see in that boxing match that I really enjoyed it. I can see you had a little waist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. I boxed at 120 pounds. Wow. Oh I boxed at 120 pounds. Um, as a professional. Wow. And, uh, sir, I'm about 135. Mm-hmm. Not too much. <laughs> So what weight class is that in boxing? That's a, that's a super bantamweight, junior featherweight. Okay. Featherweight is considered one for twenty six. I fought one nineteen. I fought one. I boxed one nineteen. Boxed at one nineteen as an amateur, and then after I uh, lost to Kenny McKinney in the uh, in the uh, 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 trials, the Olympic trials. Then I went up to 119 pounds. Then I stayed at 119. I mean, I, I went up to 122 pounds. I stayed at 122 pounds for four years. Now, 
apostles. <laughs> he was strict on that weight. <clears throat> I held I held over four years. And right at the time when I was getting ready, right at the time that I had made a decision to go up to 125 pounds, um, the time I made a decision to go up to 125 pounds, that's when they offered me a million dollars to box. Uh, I'm not sure who it was, but it was uh, it, uh, bo- uh, it was I was gonna go to Italy, and, um, and uh, I would have been the first person, the first younger or the first uh, uh, smaller weight division athlete boxer to uh, command a, a million dollar purse. Wow. And um, it didn't go off as it uh, as it was supposed to. And um, like I said, when I first got it, I was vicious. Um, but as time went on, you all see what happens in the boxing ring. And I lost, I lost, uh, I lost interest in it. I lost interest in in, in putting, inflicting that 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 uh that that unnecessary. You know, uh, pain on somebody else. Yeah. <clears throat> it was unnecessary. And then you gotta get paid for it too. 